Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Ogdrop slides a claw along the surface of this mouth of the magistrate, and there's a slight little glow, and Lynn Jarvis's voice emanates from it. Forces of the Rebellion, your interference with the livelihood of Caravel's good citizens does not need to bring bloodshed. I will offer you all a chance to maintain peace. To the Church of Rebellion, I will allow your priest into our vaults to recover whatever tithe you deem fit, provided you officially recognize the Silver Purse as the rightful rulers of this city in your doctrines. To any of the citizens allied with the amateur god, if you turn away now, I will personally waive all of your taxes for the next year. To the god of rebellion and coterie, pledge peace in this city, and we will let you leave undisturbed. And to those who refuse my kindness, your lives are a small tax to ensure stability for the greater good. And the message ends. Um, and the folks who heard that are mumbling to themselves now. I was is, just going to ask, like, how, how big and booming was that? The front lines would have heard that. This is news to the guards as well. They knew there would be an offering, but they didn't know what it was. Ogtrop knew. As the message ends, he says, There you have it. I can pass the word along with anyone's decision. Got a couple of scribes back here. Can take down names of folks who would like to take advantage of Lynn Jarvis's generous offers. He says with a bit of exasperation in his voice. Give me just a, give me just a minute. Though, mm-hmm. you might want to listen to this too. And I, um... <laughs> And I, I turn back to the people on the, on the front lines who seem to be the ones who have heard that. Mm-hmm. And just tell them, you've heard his offer. He clearly made no secret of it, though I suspect that if it was really in good faith, he would be out here delivering it to you himself instead of through an intermediary. I can assure you that if you take his offer and you are not taxed for a year, that your taxes will be double, even triple. 
<laughs> when he reimposes them. Make no mistake. The man cares about one thing and one thing only. His money. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about his guards. He doesn't care about this city. So I'm not going to stop you and I won't hold it against you if you take his offer. But just know that it's a trap. Mm -hmm. Finnegan or Darwin, is there anything you would like to say to your allies as opposed mm -hmm. to, to the guards and, you know, spitting in Ogtrop's face or what have you? Hmm. I'm sitting here waiting for Darvin to go first because I don't want to talk over him again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think Darvin has learned that it's usually better to keep his mouth shut in these situations. <laughs> okay. Okay. Finnegan, anything that you would like to say to your allied forces? I'll say this. Finnegan looks around and looks to Arnis and says, I, by the chains of Agnitoi, I stand here at the side of the God of Rebellion who refuses to bow down to a corrupt man who would see you all under his own boot for a coin, I say as we stand up against this tyrant that may the scales of Yoru protect all of you. I'd rather die at your side than bowing down to this bastard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. This offer was given in three parts to three specific audiences. The God of Rebellion and Coterie, which is basically the three of you, plus Sam, Caroline, you know, your core party. The citizens as a whole, the farmers, the athletes who are supporting you. And specifically to the Church of Rebellion, not the God of Rebellion. And it's this point that Carmela picked up on. And she'll approach and in hushed tones have this conversation with the three of you. According to Lynn... If we recognize them, then we can go in and take a tithe. That's a very tempting offer. I understand why you might be hesitant, but it would provide us some measure of peace and recognition here in the city and funding. Are we sure we want to turn that down? Aye. And how much gold is your soul worth? You could have a lot of gold in there. <laughs> of course. He has a lot of gold in there. There's no doubt of that. You've seen the taxes he collects from people. But you don't think that by taking that tithe, you're then under his thumb? He's, I mean, not to be indelicate here, but he's got you by the short hairs if you take that money. <laughs> like, he... <laughs> you, <laughs> there's nothing he can't ask of you. You recognize them in church doctrine. That means my doctrine has to recognize the silver purse as the authority in this town. You don't think that that is going to spread to other towns? Well, he doesn't want to be recognized as the leader of those other towns, just this one. No, but if I recognize the silver purse in church doctrine as the leader of a town, you don't think that gives license to silver purses in other towns? To then be like, oh, well, the Church of Rebellion says we're in charge, so we're in charge. I hadn't put much thought into it. This is all new information for me. This is a new offer. I, right. I, just looking no. for a way out of this that is beneficial. I understand that. Easy. I, I do get it. <laughs> easy. Okay. So when you're dealing with a tyrant, there's no such thing as an easy way out. You can take his money, but it doesn't buy you freedom. Mm -hmm. It just buys you into bondage. That's all it does. So it's not an easy way out. It's, 
Mm-hmm. It's just selling yeah, yourself yeah. into servitude. Yeah. You've already said that. That's, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Darwin or Finnegan, are you? Do you have anything you'd like to say in support? Actually, of this yeah. Standpoint, or do you want to go against it? No, yeah. I, I would like to point out the hypocrisy angle that you know we're essentially fighting. Uh, crap. What's the best way to explain this? I know what I mean, but I don't know how to say it. It would be hypocritical to not pay taxes when everyone else is suffering. And then, so basically, you'd be suffering at their expense the whole rest mm, of the time. Mm, mm. And that mm. makes you no better than Lynn himself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Would either of you like to roll to c- help convince Carmela that this is a bad idea? Oh, I'll roll. Okay. Religion or persuasion, I suppose. You know what I'm rolling. <laughs> of course I do. But as a god talking to members of the church that you are founding, religion is also very easy. It's right there. <laughs> but you can roll persuasion if you want. Yep. I got a 31. <laughs> Much as I can hope for those crit fails. Success is good, too. Okay, okay. I'm, we'll back you on this decision, then. Mm-hmm. Carmela goes back to the, to the rest of the group. Passes along the message. Ogtrop looks at everybody. Does that mean... No. No one's taking this offer. It would appear that way. You know people are going to get hurt, right? People are going to die, right? I do. But I'll tell you something. It's better to die fighting for something you believe in than it is to live in servitude. I hope those words are comforting to the families out there. Um, as he's leaving, Finnegan speaks yeah, up. He's not an anger, around. Not in anger, but he says, I, Son, before you leave, I ask you to take a look at what I'm wearing. And I turn my shoulder to him to reveal where I've ripped the patches of the royal guard off. And he says, I used to be in your position. I used to serve a corrupt man for coin. And I thought what I was doing was right. There comes a time in every soldier's life where he must decide if he's on the right side of the fight. I just hope when you wake up tomorrow morning, you wake up with a clear conscience. Finnegan, would you like to roll persuasion or some other skill? This could I'll be intimidation. I don't know how threatening you're trying to be. No, it don't sound it very threatening. Purely meant to be persuasion. Okay. We gotta figure out a way to up that skill. Nah. It's a four. Oh my god. He talks. The man talks. And he... <laughs> I'm not trying to cause trouble, but he's, he's trying to do the right thing here. Yeah. And other people hear those words, even if you're not convincing the enemy. That's true. People behind you hear those words. Other people on Lynn's front line hear those words. Ogtrop, though, hears these words. <laughs> Uh, I know I know who I'm fighting for, and I know when I'm fighting, and today, it's not my job to fight. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to tell Lin everybody's answers to his generous offers. Carmen and the rest of these folks, they're going to give you a hard time. Maybe I'll see you inside, but I'm in no rush to get hurt again today. I've already had my ass kicked once this week. I'm good, thanks. Bye. And he didn't learn. No, no, he didn't. Well, he learned he doesn't want to fight today. Ogtrop makes his way through the front line of Lin's forces. You know, he gives a couple of hand motions, mutters off a couple of commands, like, 
basically, this is going to be a fight. We got to defend ourselves. And as he says this, soldiers at each of those metal boxes pull a pin from the top of the box, causing the sides to fall to the ground with a heavy thud, revealing these giant stone eyes, roughly two feet wide, pupils like a goat's eye. The guards ready their weapons. There's the sound of swords unsheathing. There's Ogtrop basically psyching himself up for a fight, like pounding on his chest, grunts, bits of sweat dripping down his face. Now, whatever he's doing, he's about to be much more dangerous. And if there's nothing else, roll for initiative. That'll do. Ooh. All right, let's do this. Finnegan. 15. <laughs> Which means Cyril and Sunbeak are just after you. Aranis. 19. Darvin. 25. Ooh, fast. I crit also. Nice. It's the only time I'm going to crit. Is Darvin crit on initiative? Yes. Darvin crits on initiative. Only ever on initiative, but yes. <laughs> Except for that time you double crit. <laughs> That's true. That was pretty the one amazing. Time. The one time I double crit ever. Okay. Oh. Carment is slow, comparatively. I'm going to roll for the Ballista. Even slower. They may not get a chance to fire before they get taken out by your forces, but we'll see. Speaking of your forces, Nate, would you roll a d20 for me for your allied forces? Yes, just the raw number, I'm Yeah, assuming. just the raw number. A 14. All right. It's not bad. Yeah, so all of your farmers and athletes and other will go on the initiative of 14. That will mostly just be acting as one big unit. We might get some like highlights of what specific people are doing, but in order to make this not take forever, right. things are going to get simplified for allies. Just like things are going to get simplified for Carmen's allies. <laughs> so, as Ogtrop disappears behind the gates of the contract house to go inform Lynn of your just abject refusal. No go. All the way across the board. The boxes are opened to reveal these giant stone goat eye looking things. The guards are unsheathing their weapons, getting ready to fight. Your allies are doing the same. Florence and a small group of athletes are already sprinting down a side street. And as you look you can see a few little billows of smoke coming from a few different spots as the kids are out there setting their little fires. A distraction, yes, not dangerous to the town. The first who gets to act, who gets to throw the first punch or sword kick is Darvin. <laughs> <laughs> to help frame things, there's a line of guards just shoulder to shoulder out here in the front. Carmen. Big Goliath is behind them. There are two of these giant stone eyes. If you want to attack Carment, uh, attacking him as an individual, if you want to attack allied guards, that's a little bit more, I'm going to go attack some guards. You will go through them like one by one, but it's not like, oh, well, there's, you know, archer number one, archer number two, archer number three. 
you can just tell, like, I want to go after an archer, or I want to go after that guy with the sword. Because uh, right now, none of them have had a chance to act yet. You don't know who's the most dangerous, other than Carmen. Uh, he's right. definitely the most dangerous. And then there's those giant stone eyes, which we don't know what they do. And Ballista, which hopefully Florence will take care of. Uh, so you can go after stone eyes, small fries, <laughs> Carmen. Um, crap, I don't know. So many options. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that maybe I'll start with small fries and see how things play out. Okay. Most of these guards are wearing either chain mail or plate mail. The archers are wearing a little bit lighter armor. None of them have a chance to attack yet. Who do you want to go after in there? Archers. I'm going to take out some archers. Alrighty. Or attempt to. Good idea. You swing around the side and you come after an archer who's just fumbling to pull out an arrow as he sees you sprinting at him. Attack with the leg sword. Okay. Ooh. Then that's 13. Mm, that is not going to be enough. Archer stumbles back as the leg sword swings. Whoosh. Damn it. Okay. Second attack. Oh my god. That's another 13. Mm-mm. Let's um throw a punch. Wait, hang on. I'm not going to spend the key point just yet. I'm just going to throw a punch. Mm-hmm. It's a little better. That's in 18. Oh, yeah, that'll hit an archer all day. Nice. For nine damage. Okay. That was supposed to be a lot more effective. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Managed to get a good punch in on one of these archers. He's dazed a little bit. He's going to write himself up and finish trying to get that arrow notched, or that arrow knocked, ready to shoot. But it is not their turn yet. Aranis, Darwin has rushed into the fray. I am not going to do that. Instead, what I would like to do is um, throw one of my big guns early and uh, see if I can prevent some damage. I would like to cast Otto's Irresistible Dance on Carment. Oh my gosh. Please. Of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> Just a second here. Let me find. I mean, you had to be really specific and lay out what the biggest threat was. I mean, it, you know. <laughs> yes, of course I did. Um, choose a creature you can see within range. Begins a comic dance in place, shuffling, tapping feet, capering for the duration. Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this spell. I'm pretty sure he can be. Just going to double check the stat block. No such resistance to charming. Must use all of its movements dance without leaving its space and has disadvantage on dex saving throws and attack rolls. While the target is affected by this spell, other creatures have advantage on attack rolls against it. As an action, a dancing creature makes a wisdom save to gain control of itself. On a successful save, the spell ends. Okay. Sounds good. Big guy, big chains, shuffling. There's a little bit of a rhythm to the sound of the chains. Shh, shh, shh. Anything else, Aranis? Nope, that's it. Though I will look at, at Finn really quickly and go, he's all yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish it was his turn next, because it would be a lot of fun, but it's not. It's not. Instead, it's time for his allies. Just the various guards. First, we're going to start off with a salvo from the archers, one of whom is specifically targeting Darwin because he just ran up on him and he wants to shoot Darwin back. 
All right, Darwin. Uh, this one will be specifically for you, and then I'll just roll for attacking your allies en masse. So, Darwin. Yeesh. Does a 25 hit? Yes, it does. Okay. <clears throat> Gonna pull back this arrow, drop down to a knee, and fire it up into your chest. Hit you in the shoulder for 12 points of piercing damage. Ouch. And as he does so, the rest of the archers fire into the crowd. Yeah. And with a 17, you can all hear arrows hitting into people. And you hear some shouts, uh, some cries of pain. And your allies will take some damage. Roughly the same. Allies in general, I'll say this up front, allies in general are using group hit points and it's just as they reach certain milestones folks start dying off or folks start abandoning the cause okay because some of them will be willing to die some of them have not felt this kind of pain before and will likely run away okay after the archers shoot some guards with swords will charge up and they're going to attack each of you individually i'm just going to roll for all three of you at once no one's attacking cyril yet cyril's dangerous but they assume Cyril is doing what somebody tells them to do. Wait, Nate's getting mm. attacked. Nate's getting attacked again. Yeah. Okay. Someone with a sword is just going to try to uh, lunge at him from the side. Okay. Nate does a fourteen hit. No. Arnis does a nineteen hit. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> and Finnegan does a twelve hit. No, thankfully, okay. just barely because my AC is fucking low but i thought <laughs> mine was low oh, wait wait you said a 12 yeah a 12 hits <laughs> oh my ac is 12 i'm a glass cannon <sighs> oh my god you're gonna die oh um i mentioned this earlier and i just want to ask do any of you have horses here that you want to like jump on and use for this fight I know Finnegan had said yes, because I am good at range. Um, I would very much like that, yes. <laughs> okay, I think after this, you could like run back to the horse and operate from said horse. But you haven't had a turn yet to go do that. Um, cool. So, let's roll for Aris. You're taking very little damage. That is only eight slashing damage. Um, is that concentration on Otto's irresistible dance? Shit, yes. Okay. Constitution saving throw, please. DC 10. Oh, 13. He dances. Can I get at least one round out of that spell? <laughs> Finnegan. I also, uh, go ahead and roll your damage first, and then I'll tell you my reaction. Okay. Finnegan, you'll take a little bit more. You're going to take 13 slashing damage. Okay. Um, and you have a reaction of some kind? I do. I am a uh, tiefling, so I have a fun reaction. Uh-oh. I'm going to use my daily use of Hellish Rebuke on this guy. Uh-oh. Yes. He can make a deck save. Oh, I don't know if he can. Uh, but we'll, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> I don't know if he can. <laughs> he crit. Fuck you, Scott Blake. <laughs> He'll take half of 17 Okay. He takes eight damage. So I was all ready for him to fail that. Cool. And as those three guards with the swords came up and attacked you, 
the guards with the maces are going to rush past you and go attack your allies. Don't know if that's going to hit. That's not a very good roll. No, that is not going to hit. Your allies aren't wearing a lot of armor. Some of the fighters are, but they are mostly agile and avoiding these attacks. Meanwhile, those stone eyes, one of them is being turned to focus on Aranus. The other one is being turned to focus on Carment. They are not active yet, but they are preparing. Next up, Finnegan. You've just been stabbed. I would have to disengage to leave this fight, right? Uh, unless you want to get stabbed again. <laughs> well, no, I don't want that. So instead, I'm going to use my shock and grasp and see if I can get out. Ooh, okay. So uh, what type of armor is this guy I'm fighting wearing? I already said they are mostly wearing chain mail and plate mail. So yes, metal. So I have advantage nice. on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and I'm going to crit. So that's awesome. Ah, uh, which means I'm going to do 6d8 lightning damage. I think you're about to kill a man. <laughs> All right, it was 1d8 short. Oh, you know what they say, if you don't have the dice, then you just roll what you have. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. A 26 damage. Y- yes, you shocking grasp this man to death. He seizes up, lightning dances across his armor and along his sword, clenches tightly, Foams a bit at the mouth before dropping down, sword clattering at your feet. Perfect. And at that, I look down to Cyril, and I tell her, for now, protect Aranus. And I bolt to my horse. Okay. You rush back and you hop on a horse. And I want to go my full 30 feet to my horse. I'm all the way over there. And then going to, before the end of my turn, call out to, or kind of command Sunbeak to, like, come to me, and I'm going to hold my arm out for her to, like, land on. Ah, okay. And that is my turn. Okay. What would Cyril like to do? Cyril's going to chomp chomp on okay. uh, the guard that's in melee with uh, Arnis. Okay. Chomp chomp. Hum hum. Chompity chomp chomp. Nom nom nom. Okay, so Cyril's going to use her tail slam. That's not a chomp at all. I know. I I keep forgetting that she slams and doesn't chomp. And she gets to do it twice with advantage. So here's the first one. 21. That'll hit. 11 damage. Okay. And the second is 24. Also hits. 4. Max damage, 12. Is Cyril going to kill this guard? Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you had instructed Cyril to not be lethal. Nope. Cyril only gets that instruction because they're naturally a carnivorous creature. When I feel like it's not like necessary, or when it's necessary to save lives. This is, this is war. They've made their decision. Oh, my okay. God. And I think it looks like she takes the first chomp out of the guy's leg and loosens it, and the second chomp just rends the leg off. I thought these were <gasps> slams. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Tail slams. <laughs> My bad. I keep forgetting. It's the first slam crushes the metal, and the second slam, you just hear the bone under it crunch in his chest. Oh. They fall down. The sword drops to Arnus and Cyril's feet. Okay. So that's, that's Cyril's turn. Okay. 
after Cyril Sunbeak. Sunbeak flies down and lands on your arm. That's all she's going to do this turn because I want her near me for my next turn. Ah, gotcha. After Finnegan, we have your assorted allies. Who would like to roll for your allies this turn? We can even break this up. We can have the farmers and then the athletes attack separately if we want to get two people rolling each. But I'm content to do it with one. It's twice as many chances to fail, but twice as many chances to succeed. I'll roll for one of them. Okay. I'll roll for the farmers. Farmers ho. Very good. Nate or Shannon, would one of you like to roll for your athletes? I'll roll. (laughs) You're going to roll better than me. Come on. I don't think that's true. Every time I roll for another group of people, I do very poorly. It would be hard to roll worse than I just did. Oh, no. What did you get, Chris? I got a nine. That's a good thing we rolled separately. Your farmers are not doing so hot. They may have had to fight off wolves, wild dogs, the occasional thief slash bandit. But a soldier? A trained soldier? No. They don't know where to attack. Like, there's a lot of hitting armor and just going like, oh, shit, armor, right. (laughs) Or just missing entirely. And they're scrambling. Shannon, go ahead and roll for your athletes. I got an 11. Mm. The athletes are a little bit better. Most of them have at least done sparring, but very few have done fights out to kill. And there's a couple of guards who get punched in the face and a bell gets rung, but most of them are fending off these attacks. Nate, I just realized we do have a third group out there. Who? Can you roll for Florence and her athletes who are going to go take care of those ballista? Yes, I will roll for Florence. Okay, this is just how quickly they can take care of that before you all get shot. Um, I rolled a five. Sorry, guys. It's taking them time to scramble up the walls. Some of them have found stairwells. Some of them are just trying to sk- scale the wall directly. They're, they're making progress, but it's slow. Okay, after your allies, it is Carmen's turn. He's dancing. Dance, dance, dance. But I don't think that means he has to not attack. It's just disadvantage for attack rolls. Cool. And the only actual action that it uses up is his movement action. And he doesn't need that. So, the first thing that Carmen does is something that you've seen something similar to before when you first got into a fight inside the Church of Rebellion. And whereas Lena had this little scythe-like blade come out from her wrist. Carmen has two massive axe blades pop out of his forearms. It's like on the outside, as if he could swing an arm and cleave through a person. And then he does something gross as he's dancing, which makes, I don't know if this oddly (laughs) beautiful or just far, far worse. As he's dancing... He grabs the end of one of those chains that's wrapped around his arm and he pulls on it and that hand and that whole like forearm pops off and he starts swinging that around like this giant fuck off axe on a chain as he's dancing and he's going to pirouette and make a sweeping blow on the front line. It does include some of his own allies, but he's dancing and he can't afford to, you know, be particular here. So, Darwin and Arnis, 
make a dexterity saving throw. I will give you both advantage on this because he is dancing. Darvin. I got an 18. Very good. Half damage for you. Aranus. Same. 18. Half damage for you, too. Darvin, don't forget, when you take half damage, you take no damage. Oh, crap. Thank you. I was totally going to forget that. (laughs) I was, too. I was totally going to forget that. Thank you. You are extra limber. Full Neo on that and just went, dodge. My damage dice, why they be so low? Arnis, you'll take half of 14, which is 7. Unfortunately, that does trigger another concentration saving throw. DC 10 again. Okay, hang on. Let me do the damage first and then... No problem. Because that gives me a quick moment to narrate what happens to his allies, who are unfortunately standing right in front of Darvin. The one in front of Arnis is dead. Ah, shit. Finnegan, Cyril is right there next to Arnis. Can Cyril make a dex saving throw as well? Also with advantage. Sorry, I had forgotten oh. that Cyril was also there. Well, that's a four. What what saving throw is it? Dex. Dex? Yeah, it's a six. Yeah, you, unless you had some ridiculous save. <laughs> uh, it's 14 slashing. Okay. And as the blade cuts across Cyril, it leaves this dark and sparkly line where I presume Cyril bleeds a little bit because Cyril is alive and has blood. Yes, that is true. The guards who are right by Darfin, though, were not so lucky. And two of them just get cleaved straight in half. This blade is exceptionally sharp and cuts through their bone like nothing. Brutal. Mm-hmm. They are bleeding, but the open wounds are dark and sparkly, just like the blades that are extending out of his forearms. Aranis, how's that concentration? Dropped. Oh no, what did you roll? I got a seven. <sighs> Carmen stops dancing. Shakes his head, straightens himself up. After him, the ballista. They are targeting and they are loading. And next round, they will be firing. Darvin, you've just seen some guards get cut down by Carmen. What would you like to do? Um. There's nobody immediately next to you, so you're free to move around. Who's the nearest threat? Or um, I mean, Carmen's only like 15, 20 feet away, but there's guards who have now advanced back to your allies behind you. Mm. And then there's still some archers that are lined up near Carmen, but uh, they are going to want some space now that he is spinning that blade around. Right. Hmm. 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 Maybe I'll just try going after him. If you want to. Yeah. Seems like now's the time. Alrighty, buddy. Let's go. All right. He's mad. He's spinning his own forearm around like a bladed weapon. Nice. I mean, I know something about that, so, you know, mm-hmm. I can relate at least. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to run up to him and leg sword him in the face. All right. Ooh, I rolled a 28. Ooh, yeah. That will do 19 damage. Hi, yi, yi. That is very nice. It's not too bad. Second sword, 27. Again, hit easily. Ooh, 21 damage. Okay. Are you still cutting him in the face? I mean, if I can, I didn't mean... I mean, he's a tall guy, but you can... You're an athletic man. You can do this if you want. Try him for it. I don't... I wasn't entirely sure how literally I meant that, you know. Okay. And now punch. One punch or flurry punch? Mm, 
Actually, yeah, let's flurry. Why not? All right. I will roll both at the same time. Very good, very good. Oof, and I got a... I got a 13 and a 21. Well, the 21 will hit. Nice. Nine damage. Okay. That is my turn. As you slice at his face with your leg sword, you nick an ear clean off, and you see that same dark and sparkly material where the ear wound is, and it's just bleeding down the side of his face. The blood looks normal, but the wound itself, dark and sparkly. Weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's very upset with you now. You've got his full attention. Good job. Nice. After Darwin, Arnis. No enemies directly next to you. Cyril, next to you. I would like to Eldritch Blast Karmit, please. Okay. Blasty Blast away. Boo, boo, boo. That's what, three attacks or two? Um, I think it's three at it's your level. three. Okay. Just oh, give me I all three of them at once. So, yeah, okay. It's a 15 and a 27. The 27 will hit. Oh, well, he takes 10 damage. It's force damage. I don't know if that matters. I rolled max. Uh, One die. You can stay. Die. I mean, it matters in terms of flavor. Where do you want to hit him with this blast? I'm going for kind of center mass. Okay. You hit him square in the chest then, and this massive bruise forms, and it's all dark and sparkly as well. That's freaking me out, man. Good. (laughs) (laughs) It's not meant to be a pleasant thing. Anything else, Arnis? Um, no. Okay. It's time for the guards en masse to attack. First, we're going to start off with some archers. One each for the three of you. Pew, pew, pew. I'm within range. Um, your horse didn't move, so yes. Okay. I mean, you I'm only ran yeah, 30 feet I'm to your only, horse. Yeah, I'm only 30 feet away. You're right. right. Never mind. Actually, rather than doing attack rolls here, although I guess with Darvin... He could catch arrows and throw them if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. So I'll stick with attack attack rolls on you individually. I gotta give Darwin a chance to shine. Don't worry, it's probably gonna hit me. Alrighty. Darwin. Does an 18 hit? It does. Okay. Aranus. Does a 14 hit? No. Okay. And Finnegan. Does a 12 hit? Yes. Okay. Darvin, you're going to take 8 piercing. Finnegan, you're going to take 6. I'm going to try to use my deflect. That's how that works, right? After the hit? Yeah, after the hit. Cool. So you roll a d10. I roll a d10 plus dex, yeah. To reduce, uh-huh, plus dex. To, to reduce the damage. And if I reduce it to 0, I can throw it back. Mm-hmm. And that's a cost of key point or a reaction? A reaction. Okay. So that's a wait, hang on. Use D plus Dex. Choose. I got an eleven. Okay. You're able to catch this arrow, no problem. And then is it a key point to throw it back? Um Is that how that works? Yes, you're right about that. Yes. Okay. So it's the reaction so, to catch it, the key point to throw it back, which I'm gonna right. go ahead and do. Alright, go ahead and throw it back at this archer. Right. How does that part work again? I forget. You throw it like a monk weapon, so your normal bonus. Got you. Ooh, I rolled a... That's plus dex, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or plus dex plus proficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. dex and proficiency. Gotcha. Then I got a 28. Oh, jeez. You throw this arrow right back at the archer, hits him in the face, and he drops. 
Fud. Nice. Dead Archer. Man, that's so much fun. <laughs> it's so Never cool. Never get um, And then just one general shot at your allies. Again, some people get hit with, with arrows. Some of the more inexperienced folks are looking shaky. The athletes on your side, they're all right. But the farmer's getting worried. And then the guards with the maces are going to come up. I need to decide if they smell weakness and want to go after the sheep or if they're going to go after the leaders. Well, Darvin's right next to Carmen, so nobody's going to go fight Darvin because Carmen is scary and clearly okay with chopping his friends in half. So one of them is going to rush up and try to smack Cyril with a mace and fail terribly. That's a four on the die. Don't worry, Cyril. Good. And the rest of them are charging into your allies again. This time, some of your athletes are going to take a hit. Some of your farmers are going to take a hit. There's this boxer on the athlete side who's bobbing and weaving and throws a punch, misses, and then takes a mace swing just right in the ribs. And he's down on his knees, just clutching his side. Definitely some broken bones there. And then Finnegan. Finnegan is going to use his bonus action to lay a hand on Sunbeak and cast a spell. And the spell I'm casting is Yoru's Breath at level three. Ooh, I like this spell because it's our custom spell. Yes. So <laughs> what Yoru's Breath is, is it's a homebrewed uh, take on Dragon's Breath. And what it will allow her to do is the first, she's going to start with Acid Breath. She's literally going to have the Acid Breath of a Dragon. It will do, because I cast it at level three, four D6s of damage. Mm -hmm. And it is on a deck save versus my spell save in a 15-foot cone. All right. For those who may not be aware, Yoru is our god of dragons, and that is why it's a dragon breath attack. Now coming out of a hawk. Yes, and I'm going <laughs> to tell her to go and attack the stone... Uh, the soldiers that are moving the stone that's pointed at Arnis. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how far that is from us, but I'm sure it's going to take her a minute to get there. Well, it's a 15-foot cone, so could actually reach it. Nice. Cool. That's good to know. And then for my move, I'd like to move... Now, question to confirm. Um, when moving on a mount, you use the mount's speed, correct? Yeah, okay. yeah, of course. Is this a riding horse, a draft horse? I'm assuming it's not a seahorse. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be done. <laughs> did it, though? Did it, Almost though? Most definitely it did. Um, just a second here. Just a second here. What do we got? What's, what's the difference between a riding horse and a draft horse? Oh, a draft horse is faster. Uh, or a riding horse is faster. Yep. I think uh, a draft horse may have more HP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, urban environment, ground, urban environment. Um, these are farmers. They would have riding horses. All right. So then I'm going to move on my horse. Um, I'm going to move good 40 feet away if I can still see the battle from that far. Yeah, you're on the main road here. Awesome. Because that means that I can use the bonus feature of my cavalry wand. Because, you see, I've been trained to fight atop wyverns from massive distances, so I actually am better at fighting at far distances. Because mm -hmm. when I cast a spell using this, the range while mounted is doubled, 
And the damage for the spell increases by one die size. So it goes from a D6 to a D8, a D8 to a D10, and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. Fancy wand. It's awesome. And since I have already used a spell slot, I'm simply going to cast Ray of Frost at the douchebag with the spinning arm chains. (laughs) Okay, go for it. And so I'm going to cast that right now. And that's going to be a 26. Uh, You had me at 20. Yes, that is. (laughs) All right. Uh, And that's going to be 3d10s. Okay. 13 damage. And Ray of Frost means that his speed is halved, for what it's worth. Okay. Well, luckily Darwin is right next to him, so he doesn't need to go anywhere. And the last thing I will do is telepathically tell Cyril to continue to fight alongside Arnis. Okay. Cyril is next. Cyril just got attacked by somebody with a mace. They missed. And since that is... um, Because there's no one that melee attacked Arnis, correct? Right. Cool. Then yeah, they're going to go ahead and attack this person because they're the most logical to hit Arnis. Mm -hmm. Because they literally just have to turn and hit Arnis. Yeah, and they're right there. And that is going to be a 17 on the die, which if you need the rest of that stat, I think is going to come out to like a 24. You've got a bonus. It's going to hit. Yep. Cool. You can do your other tell attack now too, if you like. Get them both out of the way at the same time. That's going to be an 18 to hit. Yeah, those will both hit. So a couple of big slams into this guard. 18 damage. Um, this guard gets slammed to death. Slamack. There is bent armor just caving in the chest, and they fall down. And now there's a sword and a mace at Arnis and Cyril's feet. Quite a collection you've got. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sunbeak. Sunbeak is, um, her command was to fly over and attack the guards that are working on that, that stone, stone thing pointed Arnis. So mm-hmm. she's going to, I'm assume, do that. All right. And they need to make a deck save. Dex save, dex save. How about 14? That is not going to save. Let me double check. It shouldn't. I'm it shouldn't. Nearly a wizard here, so uh, it shouldn't. But let me just nearly a wizard. I trained as a wizard, and then I went, animals are more fun. <laughs> I dabbled. I dabbled. <laughs> yeah, no, my save's 18. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they're going to take all of this. Oh, hi. Nice. 13 acid damage. Okay. Barely clinging on to life here. All right. And that's it for Sunbeak. She would fly up whatever the remainder of her like speed is away from them. So she's just higher that's up. Fine. Yeah. Out of range. Huh? Yeah. Okay. It's time for your allies once more. Uh, shall we continue with the same trend as we did before? Chris, would you like to roll a d20 for your farmers? Yes. Hopefully I'll roll better this time. No, I rolled worse. That's a four. Your farmers are scared and hurt. They wanted freedom from these taxes, but they don't know how much they're willing to pay for it. Shannon, would you like to roll for our athletes? I mean, no, but I will. (laughs) Someone has to. If you don't roll, then they fail. I'm kidding. Son of a bitch. I rolled a three. Hey. Eventually we'll hit one and can't go any lower and maybe we'll reset. 
<laughs> we're working our way down to 20. Gonna go around <laughs> the, go the around long the horn. way. <laughs> Gone too far. Gonna go around the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Nate, would you like to roll for Florence and the athletes who are going up there to take care of the ballista? Yes. Ooh, they rolled a 19 this time. Ooh, nice. They are up there. They're going to be interfering. Okay. After your allies, Carmen. No longer at any sort of disadvantage from dancing, thankfully. Ugh. I'm going to take one look at you, Darvin. He's going to raise the arm that's still attached. It's holding on to the chain. Uh, right now, the chain's just kind of slung over his shoulder. And he's just going to try to bring down that axe blade just right into you. Like, right... A- mm. He's going to try to swing across. Like, cut you at the waist. This is far more dangerous than what he was doing before. Because you all have hurt him a lot. And he's got to do something drastic. Does a 13 hit, Darvin? No. Ah. <sighs> He swings, and the blade comes just way too close. And for a moment there, it looks like it cut through the air itself, like made a gap. And then it it would have been very painful had that hit. But he missed. He curses, kicks at the dirt, and readies himself for whatever you're about to do next. But after him, the ballista, who would sure like to fire now, And one of them gets off a shot, but not before Florence and the athletes are up there and interfere and just across the across the city, just down from the wall. This huge bolt comes and lodges itself into the side of a building and brick goes flying. Nobody got hit. Nobody got injured. But damn, if that was uh, not a little too close. The guards on the stone eyes. One of them, who is very wounded, is trying to activate the one pointed at Aranus. Just can't quite reach. Like, there's the acid burns. Too much. Too much. The other ones who had turned it to point at Karmit are now turning it to face towards uh, Aranus as well. Because Karmit is no longer dancing. And next round, maybe they will get to do something with that. Uh, This is a little too much maneuvering. These things are heavy, difficult. Top of the round, Darvin, what would you like to do? Attack again. All right, Carmen is there. He's looking hurt. Yeah. Bruised and cut. Keep trying to bruise and cut. Okay. First leg sword, 17. That hits. Nice. 16 damage. Dang. Second leg sword. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's an 11. That one's not going to hit. Okay. Um, once more, spend key point, throw two punches. All right. For a 13 and a 21. The 21 will hit. And that's 15 damage. Okay. And that is it. When you cut him with the leg sword, where did you hit? Um, I was still probably aiming face-ish or upper body at least. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong here, or if you just want to reflavor it. You kick up, you hit him across the shoulder, and just lop off a piece of bone there. And a bit of his shoulder falls to the ground and is bleeding profusely. And there's that dark and sparkly wound there again. And as he is reeling from that pain and lowers down a little bit, you punch him. And do you kill him? Ooh, I think so. I mean, no one told me not to, so 
Why not? Seems bad. He would have killed you. Yeah. No, I'm just wondering. There's no reason. There's no reason we need him alive. So I don't think so. Okay. I mean, so yes, is the answer. All right. Where do you punch him? Where is this death blow? Um. Yeah. Let's go for the head, since that's what I've been targeting. We'll we'll stay consistent here. Oh hey. Yeah, you like the temple. Punch him in the temple, and just uh, there's a stagger. And maybe he's going to get back up. Like, maybe he's going to push himself up from this bent position and then just full on collapse. Just in a heap, crumples. His bladed forearm on a chain is still there. Uh, the blades did not go away when he died, and neither did any of the sparkly wounds. I don't like that. Yeah, neither. That's going to be all bad. All right. After Darwin is Aranus. There's people on these stone eyes still. And there are people attacking your allies behind you. Yeah, I, so like I'm, I'm having a, having a quandary here because I was going to go after the folks on the stone eyes, but then mm-hmm. um, I'm worried about Carmen's arm. Hmm. Except the stone eyes are pointed right at me, so I need yeah, to worry about those. Okay, here's what I would like to do. I would like mm-hmm. to use. I, I want to go after the folks on the stone eyes. How many people is that? Two apiece, but on one of them, one of them has been acided away, and the other one is very close to death. Okay, so I've got I've got four people total. Is Three. What you're telling me. One of them is dead. Oh, one of them is dead. I'm, I'm yes. sorry. Uh, sorry, Sunbeak acid breathed one of them to death, and the other one is nearly dead. Okay. On the other eye, there are two healthy guards. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So I wanna I wanna use I wanna use Eldritch Blast. Mm-hmm. And I can just do it at all three of them. Yeah. I have you these, can. these divine charges. I keep trying to think of how to use them. The other thing to think consider is right now Sunbeak is very much a blunt instrument. She's not gonna be able to attack like the massive crowd because she's gonna hit someone on our side. So Eldritch Blast is significantly more precise, targeting somewhere where you can hit people that would risk our allies is, I would suggest, a better strategic decision. Okay. Except we don't know what those things do, and they're both pointed directly at me. Oh, okay. Well, then go for it. I'm just worried I'm not going to take him out. I'm just going to piss him off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, if you want to do some divine charges and beef up these attacks in some way, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure what to do. There's, I mean, there's a lot of options, right? I could like add an extra blast, I'm guessing, or mm-hmm. I could up the damage or can I up the bonus to the roll? Mm, yeah. Yeah, sure. To sort of see if I could guarantee that I hit. That's three rolls though. Mm-hmm. Would I need to use three charges to up the bonus on all of them? No, no, you can use, you're casting the spell once. You're empowering okay. the spell, and that includes all parts of, or, yeah, it would affect all three of them equally. Unless you wanted to be like, this one is huge. This one is very accurate. This one is very deadly, you know. Right, right, right. If but I'm if you're doing the doing... same thing to all of them, yeah. Okay. Okay, then, oh, that's weird, because I've got a big bonus, but I really want to make sure I hit them. Um, I think that's, that's what I want to do. I want to use one mm-hmm. of my charges to up the bonus. Okay. Spend one divine charge, get a plus two. Cool. Fire away. Ugh. 
serious? <laughs> well, the one that's a 30 is going to hit. Yeah. And then the one below that is a 16. Mm-hmm. And then the one below that is a 15. All right. So two of those hit. You're targeting each of these guards individually? Yeah. All right. You can kill one of them. The wounded one would be very easy to kill right now, if you uh, want. Yeah. Okay. He gets hit with a, an Eldritch Blast and just knocks him clean clear of this stone eye. Now there's nobody on that stone eye. But roll your damage for the other one. Four. All right, he gets hit, but he's, yeah, he'll be fine. Like, he'll be able to operate this eye still. Anything else, Arnus? Um, no. Okay. After Arnus, we've got Carmen's allies. There's a couple archers left, and they're just going to shoot into the crowd. They're going to miss. The guards with the swords and the maces are going to continue to attack at just your associated, the the massive people. You all are dangerous, yes, but these folks are easy so far. That was a 4 and a 17, so I am definitely getting both ends of this spectrum. But a couple of farmers get taken out. One of them sees this and drops their spade and just runs. There are some wounded athletes. None of them are quite dead yet, but some of them are close to passing out from the pain, from the blood loss. It's not going well for your allies. They have not been successful on their end, and the guards have been. After them, Finnegan, what would you like to do? I am going to... Oof. Um, there's no big target right now, is not is there? It's just, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way, putting it clean up right now at this point. Yeah, there's um, some guards. And then there's those two on the stone eye. Yeah. Um, there's still a... Oh, nope. Cyril took out that guard. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to target the archers. All right, cool. With what? Uh, are they by themselves? Pretty much, yeah. How many of them are there? Just a couple. Oh, just a couple. Yeah. All right. Then what about... I think I'm just going to just gonna go with a ray of frost on one of them. Just want to play it safe mm-hmm. here. Okay. Um, I'm assuming I'm at my double or my increased damage distance. What is the increased distance? Would be over 60 feet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You rode 40 feet away, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, 19 to hit. That's going to hit. 20 damage. That, that is definitely going to kill an archer. They pull their hand back, ready to release a shot, and they the string just shatters from the cold, and so do their um, hands, and then I they fall down dead. Out, out, because I can't commu- te- communicate telepathically with Sunbeak to Sunbeak to attack the other guards at the other stone, mm-hmm. and for Cyril to just attack the nearest guard that she can find on her turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Cyril's going to end up turning around then and supporting your allies, uh, and yeah. it's Cyril's turn. Uh, so and let's that's go exactly have, what she's going to do. Go have Cyril make a couple of slam attacks. First one's going to crit. All right, Cyril's going to kill somebody. (laughs) And then the second one is going to be a 26. That's also going to hit. And it's a D8, I think, plus four, but I can never remember. Yeah. Max damage again. 12. Okay. Cyril pounces on one of these guards, just absolutely crushing them under her weight. 
and then spins and smacks another one and drops them to the ground. They look up and they're like, fuck, I gotta fight a Drake now. Um, Sunbeak. So those two guards are going to need to make their deck save. Ah, uh, yes. A 20. That's going to save, so they'll take half of this. All right. 12 is the total. So six. Yes. Okay. Not doing hot, but not dead. After Sunbeak comes your allies once more. Chris, please roll for the farmers. They are not in good spirits right now, and their numbers are thinning. Well, that was a crit. All it's right. hard to read on this die because it's a little anvil, but that was a crit. <laughs> <laughs> Whether out of panic or rage or determination, I don't know, but they begin pushing back. They see Carmen go down. They see Cyril join the fray. And next thing you know, there's just this loud ringing sound as someone gets hit in the helmet with a shovel. There are pitchforks getting slammed into people. And there are clubs just, like, batting about the shoulders. It's a little bit more of an even fight now. Um, Shannon, would you like to roll for the athletes, who have been in better spirits than the farmers? And they see their allies rallying. Does that give them advantage? No. Just kidding. (laughs) Nice try, though. Hey, I got a 15. So much better than I've been rolling. (laughs) It's not quite a crit. They're holding their own. There are hammers being swung around. There are people, you know, firing shots from slings, people slamming into guards with swords. And then Nate, roll for Florence and the other athletes up there at the ballista. Okay. They got a 14. They've not quite overtaken the guards up there at the ballista, but those ballista are not firing again anytime soon. Not until Florence and her team get defeated hopefully that doesn't happen and so far they've been doing all right but safe from ballista then it would be Carmen, but he's dead and then one of these guards is going to activate that stone eye oh no arnis you get hit with a wave it's invisible for the most part it's like a shimmer in the air like heat off of sand and it hits you it doesn't hurt but it doesn't feel good Because in this moment, you realize you've just been hit with an anti-magic field. Yep. Like the ones that are inside, but they've brought a couple out. And from where you're at... Just walk out of it. No magic. It's sort of pointed at you. Yes, this would have been much more effective early on when they could pen you in. Um, (laughs) But this was their job. This was, hey, they're going to bring magic. Let's demagic some people. Boom. And then it's Darwin's turn. Okay. There's like an archer left, but most of the threat is either from that stone eye or from the guards still attacking your allies, the farmers and the athletes. It seems like Arnis is doing pretty good at the eyes. So I'm going to go help our allies and take out an archer or two. Okay. Go for it. Cool. So choosing an archer, yes? Yes. And attacking with leg sword. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a 14. It's not quite enough. Second leg sword is even lower, so I'm not going to say it. Alrighty, I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to bother with the key point this time, I don't think. I'm just going to throw a punch. Okay. Ah, 
damn it, I should have spent the key point. That's it. The, that's I crit failed. I rolled a one. I'm sorry, buddy. That, that At least rough. it was that turn and not when I was still fighting Carmint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Darwin charges at an archer. You're distracting the archer. They're not going to be able to fire on your allies, but they're still alive and well. Arnis, you're in, in this anti-magic zone. Um, I'm in an anti-magic field. Can I, like, well, I want to move. Mm-hmm. But I want to move where I'm not going to incur an opportunity attack from... Well, nobody's guard. next to you. Okay. At the moment. Uh, it's just a matter, do you want to get closer to these folks at the eye? Or do you want to, like, like where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? What I really want to do is I want to move laterally. Mm-hmm. So just so that I'm, like, literally out of the line of that mm-hmm. eye thing so that I can... Okay, you can do that. Hit him again. Okay, Move laterally. Cool. You feel your magic surge back through you. Perfect. And then... And then I want to... It hasn't been working for me. I don't... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> What? Okay, so maybe some words, please. <laughs> I don't know what just, any of those things are. I was going to cast Eldritch Blast again, but I've been failing so hard with it that I just don't know. Ugh. Uh, but it's so convenient. I don't, uh, I don't know what to do. I just don't want him to move that stupid stone eye anymore. Um, well, then you better kill some folk. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm going to do Eldritch Blast again. Okay. Two on the one that's least hurt. One on the one that's most hurt. Uh huh. I, I think you could pick out who's having a worse time between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one that is least acidy. Mm hmm. Two of those are 15s. Total? No, yeah, I rolled two fives. So two of them are 15s, and one of them is a, is a 22. The 22 hits. Son of a bitch. One third good rolls. At least it means a hit every time. Um, let's aim that one at the one that's already hurt. Okay. I'm at least taking one of them out. Most likely. Oh, I have to roll. Yes, roll damage. <laughs> Some damage. Duh. Six. All right. Yeah, you take the one of them out. Uh, the other one sees you, and he, you can see him moving behind to like start wrenching it around to point at you again. It's not his turn though, so don't worry about it until it is his turn. Anything else, Arnis? No. <laughs> okay. The guards are going to continue attacking your allies, but one of them is going to single out Cyril just because, hey, Cyril just murdered a guy. Cyril does a 22 hit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, how's she doing, by the way? She's fine. She's okay. got 125 to start and she's only taking 14. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Thank you for asking. That's 11 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then it's just your allies getting attacked. Uh, roll one against the farmers, one against the athletes, because it seems like we're about to wrap that up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, those are, yeah, um, both getting hit. There's a 17 on the die against the farmers. Mm, almost, almost max there. The little farmer's uprising was brief and strong, but it was met with some swift retribution as a couple of them just get kneecapped and then heads crushed the athletes are taking some damage as well they're getting cut that plant boxer has a limb chopped off and you can see the vines wriggling around as it reaches out and tries to reattach but on the whole your forces are taking quite a bit of a beating here in front of the contract house finnegan so i know we've got one archer left right 
Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our, uh, cool. Darwin's up there trying to smack him around. But I missed three times in a row. <laughs> okay, well, from a mile away, you're going to get some help. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. I need it. By oh. which you mean 60 feet away. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a 15 to hit. The archer? No, it's not yeah. going to hit. Damn. What oh, was it? Oh, never mind. It was, was a four a... on the die. No, I mean, was that another ray of frost? Yeah. Okay. See, this guy's hard um, to hit. Just like a chilly snowball flies past your face, Darvin. Um, chilly snowball, and, like uh, a snowball made it chilly. Um, so Cyril's going to continue to deal with the dude who attacked her. Mm-hmm. And Sunbeak will, uh, I will, she's already got a target, so I don't even need a commander. She's just going to keep doing what she's doing. Okay. So let's roll for some Cyril attacks. Okay. That's a 16 to hit. That's going to hit. Thankfully. Another 12. That has rolled nothing but eights tonight, that D8. Nice, nice. <laughs> Shit. Cyril knocks out another guard or kills another guard, if that's the order. I think at this point, it's not like she, she doesn't even know what she does. The, the guard goes down and it's, it's dead. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I've got another target I got to hit, right? Okay. And yeah, if I can hit another one, I'm going to. Okay, go for it. That's going to be a 23 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit two. I'm going to roll that same die again. Seven. Okay. That one did not roll an eight again. Seven total? Yeah. Okay, damage. wounded guard, not dead guard. Uh, Sunbeak. Is going to use her acid breath on the dudes running the, the eye. Okay, there's one guard left to save throw, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that is a crit fail. Yes. They are focused right on Arnis getting this eye set properly and it just doesn't see Sunbeak. This is the roll I rolled. A five, a one, a two, and a one. Mm, how much damage does that come to? Nine. That is enough to take care of this guard. It gets them right in the face, blinding them before they just pass out and die. This eye is still active, but it is not pointed at Arnis anymore. It's just pointed in a direction. Um, allies turns. Chris, please roll for the farmers. Fuck me. Well, there's the two. Mm-mm. It is solely right. my fault. We're going to kill all of the farmers. Or they run away. Well, there's that too. I'll leave this up to you all. The farmer. Well, let's get through the other ones first. Because if the athletes show some promise, maybe the farmers will want to stick around. So Shannon, please roll for the athletes. Okay. I got a 17. Ooh, nice. <laughs> the athletes are going to push back. Some more guards are going to fall. Collectively, the farmers have taken a bit of a beating. Some of them have died. A lot of them are wounded. Would you rather your farmers stick it out and continue to join you as you go into the contract house? Or would you rather see them protect themselves and run? They could go either way. And I don't want to, I don't feel like rolling for this because it just seems like, you know, you guys are leading them. What do you want them to do? No, I feel like having them, it's a liability inside at that point because the fighting is going to get tighter and we want trained fighters at that point. They've served their purpose. Anybody else? Agreed. I, I, I agree. That, that would have been my assessment as well. Makes sense. Okay. The farmer's seeing the athletes knock down these guards and begin to turn the tide 
decide to take this moment to step back away from the fight and start tending to their wounds, start helping each other out a little bit. They're not running cowardly. They are running communally. Like, you know, they want to protect each other. And they're pulling people out there who are still alive but unable to move, pulling them around corners, tending to some wounds. They haven't left the city, but they're out of the fight. After this wraps up, if you want to give them any sort of like pep talk or flea talk or whatever, that's up to y'all. We can deal with that next time. Um, Nate, please roll for Florence and the athletes up on the walls with the ballista. Florence and the athletes rolled a seven. Ah, I was really hoping for a success from these guys uh, <laughs> to do something cool. Florence and her charges are just keeping them busy at this point. It'll be prolonged. You may see Florence again later, but you will not see her soon. After them, Carmen's dead. The ballista are occupied. Those on the eyes are gone. It's really just cleanup at this point. And I mean, with your permission, we just narrate the end of this fight because there's definitely more to do and we don't need, you know, oh, I killed the guard, I killed the guard. Um, yeah. If that's okay. Yeah. Because I mean, you guys are going to win. But there's, there's no way. You're fan- you might lose a, another athlete or two, but on the whole, this fight is done. Carmen was the trump card. Carmen and the eyes and the ballista were the, those were the big threats. And those have all been managed at this point. You and your allies managed to... Do you want to kill the rest of these guards, or are you going to keep any of them for questioning, hostage negotiation, whatever? If you want my honest opinion, mm-hmm. if I thought that Lynn Jarvis would negotiate for the guards as hostages, I would keep them as hostages. Mm-hmm. But based on what I know about him, it doesn't seem like he cares. So, mm-hmm. no. Darvin or Finnegan. Would either of you like someone for questioning or hostage-taking? No, I'm not. No. No. Okay. In that case, as the farmers are retreating around corners and down side streets to tend to their wounds and tend to each other, you, the athletes from the Sporting Association, Sam, Carolina, Felicity... Felicity is not a combatant, but she is present. You... The athletes, Sam and Carolina, who've not yet taken Tamani form. They're still worried about doing that in public, but they're agile enough on their own. Manage to subdue and defeat, eliminate the rest of these guards. Some of them, some of them might try to run, but there's just too many of you all. There are too injured. There's just too many bodies around, and they're easily taken out. And as you stand there in front of the doors to the contract house, still closed, two giant stone eyes, one of which is active, there's a moment of calm after the battle. But it's not the end. There's still, there are still foes inside that must be dealt with. Defeating a frontline guard will not be enough to win this day. Carment, his arm removed of his own doing, still lies on the ground, dark, sparkly axe blade extended from both of them, blood dripping out. And those who are still able to fight gather around you, dusting themselves off, patching up small wounds, and ready to take this fight inside the contract house. What Lynn Jarvis has in there waiting for you is unknown. But if Carmela's words are to be heeded, it will not be pleasant. It will be dangerous. But, but victory means removing 
yet another leader who would see to their own interests above others, would see an end to this over-taxation that is keeping people hungry and in poverty. And now, with these outside forces defeated, you turn your attention to the main gate leading into the contract house. Your allies gather around you, ready to see what lies ahead, and whether this is freedom for the citizens or a defeat at the hands of yet another abusive ruler, we shall see. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash skyrenpodcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.